radioinfluence.com. Ah, we're in the dog days of summer. I don't know where what it's like where you are, but boy, oh boy, it is hot and hotter than hell where we are in Florida. How you doing? Welcome to another edition of The Rock Stops here. Now, what I got today is it's it's not that long. I got plenty of stories, but I want to bring on my guest, and I got to tell you, I really like this guy. He's 20, what, three, four years old, came from North Dakota State, grew up on a farm. He's got the long red hair. He's missing his front teeth. He's not going to get them fixed. He's just owning it. Incredible, because I got my teeth knocked out when I was a kid. And then also when I was like 22, I got false teeth in the front. They've held on ever since with this old-fashioned Maryland bridge. So, and 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 man, when my two my teeth were out like in the front, I mean, I was self-conscious. It's just amazing that he's going with it, and he's such a good guy. And it always seems like the offensive linemen, on a whole, are just good dudes. And he's a rookie. This NFL, you know, coming from a small school, North Dakota State, it's not too big for him. So they bre- they, they've broken for a summer vacation, all NFL teams. Uh, and I'll get into all of this and what it was like, what it was like for Cody Mock to come from North Dakota to the heat and humidity of Tampa Bay, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Um, he's a, a rookie. And here he is going up against veteran defensive guys on 11 on 11. He's just getting his feet wet in the NFL. They're going to count on him. What it's like. What about being in the small school? All this stuff. I think he's a good guy. And then make sure you stick with me. I got stories and what it's what it's been like being over there at minicamp for the Buccaneers. Life after Brady. Everybody thinks they're going to be horrible. So let me do that, and then let me get into, and I got to get into, like, I'm continuing this theme of what annoys me. And I it's not much, but there are some things that just really annoy me, and this this one particular thing just drives me crazy. I, I just, oh, my God. But without further ado, six foot five, over 300 pounds, a rookie guard. I believe they're going to pencil him in at guard on the offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number 69, red hair, missing his front teeth, big smile, the one, the only, Cody Mock. All right, I am with the big man, the big red-haired man, the fan favorite, Cody Mock. Now you've got a little bit of time what did you think? What did you think, man? Overall, of being here, you went to the rookie camp, but being with the, all the veterans, what was it like? It was awesome. It was. It's a. It's an awesome group of guys. The O line. I mean, honestly, the whole offense get along really well with all of them. But you know, just starting to come together. It's about building the brotherhood right now. You know, letting those guys trust me. To, to get in there, you know, maybe help him a little bit. So I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. I thought I learned quite a bit, but shoot, we got a lot more to learn. Sure. Uh, you come off with confidence, not cocky. And, you know, you change positions. You know, you used to be a tight end back in the day, and then you make the transition. Then you go to the senior bowl. You show them that you can play everywhere. Now it doesn't seem like this is too big. Where does that come from, that confidence that you have? 
Um, you know, I would just say I just like to play football wherever I can get in and help anyone. You know, that was kind of my thing with the whole pre-draft process is I'm okay playing anywhere. I, I really just want to go in and make an impact and help at whatever position I can. So here, you know, playing some guard, I'm all about that. I love it. Just wherever I can get in and try, try to just make an impact. How much of a difference did you know? Now, I know the pads aren't on. That'll be different. But how much of a difference did you know? Is it the speed here compared to where you were coming from? Is that the overall thing? What about it, Coach? Yeah, you know, I'd say speed, and not only just speed, because obviously, you know, speed of the other players on defense, a lot, lot quicker, but it's just the speed of how fast everything happens. You know, it seems like it's less time pre-snap. And, you know, maybe it's because you're learning a playbook right now, so you, you got some processing going on in your head, but it's just the speed, I think, of everything, the decisions, like everything just happens quicker. So, uh, like you said, you know, no pads on, but just trying to get accustomed to that as quick as I can. Now, it's a big difference between where you came from and overall this heat and humidity. How you been handling it? A lot of sunscreen every single day. No, it's been good. Just you making sure you're hydrated. You always want to make sure you're hydrated, but especially when it's 90, 100% humidity. So uh, just I've been guzzling the water. <laughs> How about back home? I know you got a lot of support back there. It was really cool during the draft. You know, we saw the video and your family and stuff. What does that mean to you to have that support? Yeah, it means everything. You know, it was nice going to a college so close to my home. Shoot, I'd have 45 members of my family, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, siblings. Everyone went to the game. So the support at college was one thing. That was awesome. But even, you know, the way it sounds that there's gonna be a lot of people coming to get coming to you know games out in Tampa. We play the Vikes week one, pretty close to where I'm from. So just to be supported like that feels awesome. Did you feel that it was a right fit right in the beginning? You never know where you're gonna be going, where you're gonna be living for the next couple of years. That's gotta be kind of crazy. But did you feel that it was a fit right away? Oh yeah, I think so. I think just from the first couple talks I had with the coaches, you know, the way they saw me, the way I kinda, you know, from what I knew about uh, this organization. Absolutely, I was so pumped about it. Uh, great city, you know. I just like seems like all the people that I've met, awesome people. So it's just it's it's a great fit all around. I would say. What what do you do? You think your background on the farm, hard working—that's such hard work, man. Do you think that has helped you to get to where you are now and even going forward, Coach? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I think the biggest thing it did for me right away is just kind of instill a work ethic. You know, you're 10, 11 years old having to go work on the farm at 8 a.m. in the summer. So it's, you know, not being afraid to work. Kind of, it translates to football. You know, early mornings all the time, long days, same thing as the farm. You know, really it's just, you know what you're supposed to do. Just go out and work and don't complain about it because it's a blessing to be out here. Last two, what's your goal? What's your goal for you this rookie season? I think my goal, honestly, is just to, however I can make an impact, you know, if I can, you know, get in there and t take some snaps, just, just whatever I think is best for the team, wherever I can make the biggest impact, um, I'm all about that. And my last question I ask everybody, that those that have made it to the top, you have made it to the NFL. I mean, you're just beginning your journey. You came from North Dakota State. What advice would you give someone as young on that journey? What's the best advice you can give, Cody? 
just work every single day. I mean, you, you can't, you know, you can teach a lot of things in life. Things you can't teach are just your attitude and effort towards everything. So, shoot, if a kid from a town of 900 people in rural, nor rural North Dakota can do it, anyone can do it. So just put your head down and just work. Thanks, bro. Thank you. I really wish I had more time, but what happened was they were just finished with mini camp and it's hotter than hell out there. 95 degrees and a lot of humidity and the sun was just beating down. And when I saw him, I said, Cody, you want to go over in the shade? He goes, thanks, man. I like that, the shade. I said, of course. Some other reporters, they don't care. They don't even think about it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to stand in the heat. You've been out practicing. So anyway, he, uh, you know, I, 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 he really blew me away for his first press conference when he came to the facility. Basically, all the rookies, even the undrafted free agents, like undrafted, uh, they were undrafted. Uh, Cade Warner's Cade Warner. It's Kurt Warner's son, wide receiver. I was trying to get a hold of him. He had already gone in. I got Cody Mock. So anyway, we'll we'll do that. We'll I'll get plenty of these players once it comes training camp. But you know, the the theme of the Rock Stops here is not really X's and O's. It's how did you make it to the top? Now he's just starting his NFL career, but he's made it to the NFL. He was, and and this is something that fans I don't think fans are really aware of. When you turn on your TV on a Sunday or Monday night football, Thursday night football, you watch these guys, you think of them as just football players, really, really good football players. They're usually, almost all the time, really good athletes. Cody Mock was a tremendous basketball player. He was, I believe he was like all state uh, in basketball, all state. He also was a very good baseball player as well. And he really was mentioning how much he likes baseball, this and that. These guys, you know, but because of the size and they put him online, he really was a tight end when he was in high school. He caught a lot of passes, made touchdowns. Uh, he rushed for close to 400 yards. And then he goes to North Carolina. North Dakota State, he walked on. Here's the other thing. You know, all these recruiting services and, oh, it's a – a four-star, a five-star athlete, and all this stuff. A lot, of, a lot of guys develop later. There are some guys that just peak in high school. They're high school superstars, and they don't get any better. Or they're college stars, and they don't get any better at the next level. This Cody Mock, who was drafted into the NFL and is going to be playing, they're going to count on him at guard. He walked on at North Dakota State. He had a Division II or Division Three offer and said, no, I want to play at North Dakota State and walked on as a tight end. They moved him to offensive lineman, and he just totally kicked ass. Then he goes to the Senior Bowl, and when you're at the Senior Bowl, that's a good judge of how good are you against guys from the SEC or the Big Ten. How about playing tackle, guard, Maybe do a little center during the week. All the college coaches, the scouting staffs are there. And he was able to show his versatility, and he held his own against guys coming from the bigger programs. That is not easy to do when you're coming from a smaller place like a North Dakota State. So there you go. And it's kind of funny because I know during the combine, you know, when with no front teeth, long red hair like he stands out and 
I I saw him. I was in a hallway, and I saw all the uh, the college prospects that were. They had just done a lot of the um, interviews and they were film work and they, the, the coaches were talking to them and all that stuff. And now they were going to go out on the field. And this is at the Indiana Convention Center. And I saw them walking out and I saw him. And I go, there's that kid with the red hair and no teeth. Wow. And I think I even took a picture. I've since deleted it. I, I delete a lot of my pictures. I can't save everything. And uh, I was like, look at that guy. And then here the Buccaneers picked him up. And then, like I say, I was blown away. He was in seventh grade at a basketball game or tournament, and he ran, it was a loose ball, and he ran into his buddy's head. And it jarred, it loose his teeth. He went to the dentist. They said they got to pull him. They pulled him. He tried a couple of different times to try to keep the false teeth in there, and it was a pain in the ass. He said, I had to hell with it. I'm just going to own it without my front teeth. I tell you what, I got to give him credit because when I was seven, eight years old, yeah, we had uniforms. No, seven and eight, we didn't have uniforms. You had shirts and hats. The full uniform was 10, 9, 10, 11, 12. And my team was Rotary. I still remember it in Dover. And opening day there for Little League, there would be a parade. You would start at this place called Crescent Field. And you would parade all through the streets of Dover and make it up to Kingfield. And that's where the Little League fields were. And it was a big day and this and that. And I remember guys were just going down on the field, screwing around. And my father goes, whatever you do, don't get behind the plate and catch. You don't have a mask. And I'm a lefty anyway. I was a pitcher, you know, pitcher at that point, first base. And sure enough, what did I do? I just got behind like as a catcher. And this guy, Tim Fry, I remember his name to this day. He swings and he totally, on his back swing, he just let the bat go. And here comes the bat flying, hits me square in the mouth, blood everywhere. I go walking up to my father and he goes, what did you do? And I was like, I had all this blood. And he's like, I told you not to go behind the, the home plate without a mask. All right, let's go to the emergency room. So we headed to Dover General. And they looked at all the blood and they're like, we're not a dentist. You got to go see a dentist on Monday. So I went, I wait, my father, like, all right. And everything was loose. Um, and it was cut in half, my front tooth, you know, and all this jazz. So Monday I go, now this is, you know, I'm in, I went to school where it was kindergarten all the way through eighth grade, one school, Sacred Heart, Catholic school, small school. So we're playing on the street. There was no like uh, playground or anything like that. We're playing on the street. They would barricade the street just during the, the lunch hour. And we were playing football. And I was going out for a pass or defending a pass up against a car. Boom, a guy hit me. I felt the tooth, front tooth pop out. I caught it and I put it in my pocket. And as a kid... You know, I didn't want to tell anybody and I just put it in my pocket and I waited till the end of the day. And I remember I was showing kids, we were online to walk out of the class and they were all looking at my hole in my mouth from my tooth. And the teacher goes, what did you do? I said, oh, my tooth fell out. Why didn't you tell me? So my father and mother came and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You waited this long. They drove me to Dr. Blake, the dentist's office. 
he goes, this, this will probably not take root. And you waited too long. Why did you wait hours like this? It just doesn't take root. I'll try. He put it up there. He put the braces on. He wired it up. And it took. And I went to that dentist from whatever age I was, eight years old, all the way till I was 22. And it, he put in this thing and he's like, wow, I was on in dental magazines, the kid that waited all day, put the tooth in his pocket and hours and hours later, they put it up there and it took root. He, he always would mention that when I would go in, I hated going to the dentist. He'd always be, this is the kid, Bobby, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, make a long story short, I'm 22. I'm on a baseball team. We finish practice. We go over to the basketball court. We're playing basketball outside. I was guarding a big guy, 6'2", in the paint. He comes down with a rebound. Boom, boom. His elbow, boom, hits me. Boom. I catch it. My tooth is out again. So we go to the dentist, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Blake again, years later. He puts it back up there. No, no, no. They had to put in a fake tooth. And then uh, I had braces because my teeth in the bottom were all jagged. And and um, it's held. I got a Maryland bridge in there, this old thing. Every time I go to a new dentist, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe you still got this after all these years. And it stayed in there. But my point was I had maybe I was 23 or four because I just started a radio at a radio station in upper New Jersey, Sussex County, New Jersey, WSUS. And at that time, we were going out to the clubs with my friend Woody and Disco and all that. And I was so self-conscious of having the gap in my front teeth. I'm like, nah, I'm not going out. On a Friday or Saturday night, that was unheard of when you're that age. So my point is, Cody Mock, that takes big cojones to have missing front teeth and just owning it. I give him credit unbelievable i just and he's such a nice guy he thanked me afterwards and everything so i really really wish him the best man and i'm gonna i i'm i'm hoping he's gonna do it and again you don't know you don't know a lot of these draft picks can be busts again he's coming from a small school but i wouldn't bet against him and even when i ask what is, where's your confidence he's like i just like to play confidence come from he's like i just like to play football how is it? We're learning. You know, I'm, I'm good. Like the moment isn't too big. That's what blows me away about these kids. And I'm interviewing them. You know, you really you see their age like 23 years old, 24. That's two years younger than my son, Hunter. How, how are they so confident? It's incredible. It really, really is incredible. Now, I'm going to start telling you some stories, but I do have to just tell you because everybody's asking me, what's the deal with like Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask? It's Mayfield's job, right? What's it like after Brady has gone on? Well, I'll tell you what. Yes, when the GOAT, the greatest of all time, was there, it actually makes everyone else better because you see the way he carries himself, the way he walks around the building, the way he's busy doing all his stuff, the way he's doing all his studying and film work. When he gets out on practice, how hard he practices, how competitive he is. But that being said, NFL's not for long. These guys are all trying to make big, 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 big life-changing money for their families for the rest of their lives. 
And they know they're, they're, if they're, they're, every practice is videotaped. The eye in the sky, they always say, doesn't lie. They're under the microscope. They know. So it's like it doesn't feel much different now going and watching practice. The offensive coordinator that they have, they got a new one. His name is Dave Canales. He's a younger guy. He came from the Seattle Seahawks. He's got so much energy, enthusiasm. He puts in these little drills where they were punting the quarterbacks to see how they could hit the coffin corner. They did another thing where it's almost like a little chip shot, tee shot. And then, and even, even Canales himself is in it. You got to do these little things because practice, football practice can be a drag, drudgery. It's the necessary evil. It sucks. Let's face it. Let's face it. I hated football practice. I like baseball practice. I like basketball practice. I hated football practice. Maybe that was just me. Um, and that's why I didn't play longer. I, I, I did not like it. I love games, love games, but did not like it. So it's not that much different. It's hard to tell without really a defense in pads going up against. Mayfield, Baker Mayfield has a good arm. Kyle Trask has a strong arm. But it's more than an arm. Jeff George had the best arm I've ever seen going back in the day. What did he do? He didn't do anything. How do you read defenses? How do you anticipate? How do you come back? There's only a minute 28 left. You got one timeout and you got to go 70 yards down the field and you got to score a touchdown to win the game. That's what being a quarterback starting quarterback, successful quarterback in the NFL is all about. And you won't be able to judge that at all. It, it, I will say this, though, just watching, I watched the OTAs, I watched the minicamp practices. What we were able to, minicamp, we were able to stay the whole time. Mayfield, like, kind of asserts himself as if he is the number one. And he kind of drills, he always jumps out first. It's a, that's his personality. He's more, he's high driven. Now, Kyle Trask is more of a laid back kind of a guy. That doesn't mean that Trask isn't, you know, grasping everything, hasn't taken a big leap forward since just waiting in the wings and watching Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert. So it is too early to tell. Oh, it's got to be Mayfield. It, I would assume you would go with the former number one pick that did win early on in Cleveland and has a lot more experience, game experience, than Kyle Trask. I would assume, but right now at this point, they have good days, they have bad days. I went on the Joe Bucks fan podcast uh, with I, Sage, Ira Kaufman, and Lee, Joe, and it was coming off a of bad practice. Both of those guys were missing they were missing receivers. Ball was on the ground. Even the defensive players were having interceptions and they were dropping them. It was just a bad practice. So you can't, it's just like you have a bad day. You have a bad day at work, you have a bad day, right? You think you're bad as an employee? No. You have a bad day at school. You're a bad student? No. So it's really, I'm very, very curious on how this season is going to unfold. Are they going to be really bad? Everybody seems to think they're going to suck terribly. And and the fact that it's a new offense doesn't just happen overnight. Like you can't just, you're just reacting so fast. You got to still be thinking. They're learning a new offense. Everybody is. So 
I don't know. Defense, there should be no there should be no question marks because they have invested. The front office and the ownership has invested in the defense. They're giving new money. Listen, you got Anton Winfield, one of the best at his position. Jamel Dean. Uh, um, what's his name? They, they're they both veterans. They run together. They do the sprints and all that stuff. Uh, Carlton Davis. You got, even though Devin White is, oh, he wanted to trade and all this, he's going to be playing. He's got no leverage. Devin White. Devin White, Levante David, he's a veteran. You got you got some names there, man. And that's the same system. That's not a new system. Ryan Neal's the new guy that came in, and he was saying, damn, this is an aggressive defense. Man, we blitz a lot. I like this, you know. It all depends on the front. So anyway, that's enough X's and O's, but I just wanted to, like, kind of get that in a little bit because I have been there. And again, the confidence just blows me away of people that I hear talking, and which brings me to my, that they think they know everything, and it's just, it blows me away. I wish I had that much confidence in subjects that I really don't know. I don't have anybody uh, giving me inside information. Here, okay, now it's time. I got to get this off my chest. What is just annoying the hell out of me? Because I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I'm always a glass half full guy when I meet you. I'm always trying to pump you up. I I look out for you, not for me. That's just me. But, okay, I must have something in this one community that's like five minutes from where I'm now living. I tried the sports bar there, and I told you, and I went in the other day, I looked in, and the two guys that were really obnoxious and loud were sitting in that corner, and it was on a Thursday at about 5 o'clock. I'm like, damn, they must be alcoholics. And Emily's like, well, what's that say about you? You're going in. I was just looking. No, she's, I'm a beeraholic. I'm a beeraholic, man. So, uh, but I didn't. I, I was just like, oh, my God. So I'm like, okay. I try, before I get to what really annoys me, I'm like, you know what? That's not going to be my spot. You know what? I don't have a spot. You know what? I moved up here. I'm just going to have to stay and drink and beers at my house, and just that's how it goes. All right. So be it. Was it my worst thing? I'm healthy. I'm healthy, healthy, healthy. So right across, in the development that I'm in, you come out of the development, and you can go across. There's a light, and there's actually a golf course. Now, I am not a golfer. I like to be good at things that I'm going to spend my money and time on for hobbies. And I'm not. It takes up a lot of time. It's just, I respect you. If golf is your game, that's beautiful. There's a former sports anchor in Tampa Bay, Dave Worth. He plays as much golf. He even works at a golf course. He's retired. He loves it. He's got a smile on his face every time I see him. Any post that he has, he loves it. It's not my thing. It takes up a lot of time. It's not my thing. But I was like, they do have a, a bar, a bar at this country club golf course. Small, nothing big. I was like, eh. Eh, you got a guard drive in. There's a guard gate. They you have to give them your license. They get your license on record. Then they open up the gate and then they let you go. And like when you just want to go into a sports bar and have a beer, do you really want to stop? Give them your license. I know it's a nice community and they're protecting themselves, but I was like, really, is this what I'm gonna have to do? So anyway, I just checked it out. It was the other night, and I go in there. Nobody's in there. There was one, two golfers that were out on the patio. 
there was the, a family came in that must live in there and they were in a corner booth and i said fine i sat down guy was talking to me works there he's the chef he was cool He's been an army brat. He's lived everywhere. He's done everything. We talked about the housing situation. We were bullshitting, talking about chicks. He was cool. The bar bartender, barmaid. My wife goes, do you still say bar, barkeep, barmaid? Isn't that an old term? I don't know. She's a female and she's a bartender. Bartender, okay. Is barmaid, I don't know. She didn't, she didn't say too much. She was kind of quiet. Okay. And then there was another older woman, probably my age. She just retired. She came here from Utah. She's only here three weeks. I said, three weeks. She's like, I couldn't stand the cold any longer. I ended up raising two daughters by my, no, two uh, boys, twins. They're in their twenties. They stayed in Salt Lake. I'm asking about the Mormons. What's it like in Salt Lake? I was at Utah one time there. I really love the mountains. I want to explore Utah. What's it like? Blah, 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 blah. She was down to earth. She was cool. I had two beers. I said, okay, I'm going to live right across. A guy comes in. He said he's 42. My wife goes, everybody mentioned their age to you? I said, I don't know. We're guys. He just, he kind of mentioned it. He said he was 42. She goes, as women, we never mention that. <laughs> but matter of fact, the woman that just moved here from Utah was over the cold. She said she was 62. She told me. <laughs> My wife goes, anytime she's out with her friends or meeting new women, they never Say, I'm, I'm this, I'm 58, I'm 47, I'm 47, it never comes up. I said, what can I tell you? I don't know. So this guy comes in, he sits there, and I'm just finishing, like, about half of my second beer, and that's it. Even though I'm only right across the road to my development, I still am in my car. So, like, I got to cut it. Uh, I thought about getting a bike. I said, what about a bike? She goes, well, there's people that drive here on a bike. They still, you still got to stop at the guard gate and you still got to give your license. I said, on a bike? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, Christ. So this guy, and he's talking. He's not saying much. So what's happening? Man, I gave him a fist bump. Just bullshitting a little bit. And he said that he, uh, his, he, he retrieves golf balls. He retrieves golf balls at country clubs. And it's a whopping business. And he goes, oh, my father's coming in. Here he is. Oh, your father's coming in? Father sits down next to me. The father lives in the development. I said, well, you guys come here? He goes, it's wing night. They had a special on wings. And then the guy that's 42 said, We're, I'm adopted. Don't we look alike? And I said, yeah, yeah, you do. So we started bullshitting. I said, I never would have thought of that as a profession. I said, you got to dive down with the alligators? He goes, no, you just get them up with your feet. Like, I really don't have to dive. And his father goes, how many balls you get today? He goes, 1,700. 1,700 golf balls today? He said, he goes up and down the state. If he goes to Jacksonville, he's there for two or three days, four days. There's so many golf courses and so many ponds and so many lost golf balls. Because nobody is going to try to retrieve your ball in a pond where there's gators. We have gators down here, and they're plentiful. And I know about gators because we had a little stream in our old house that we just left. And 
there was a storm drain that ran down between my property and my neighbors and it came out right at my stream and for a couple of years in a row i had a big ass alligator in my yard and my daughter was young we had a little dog we we had a a, a trampoline and that's considered a nuisance. And I'm, I'm on the Florida Department of whatever that you got a call and they say, you want it taken out? I said, yeah, it's, it's in my neighbor. It's in my yard. And it was a 10 footer. And that's a whole different thing, man. The Gators guys come out and they're, they're good old boys. One guy pulls up in a truck. He's like, how y'all doing today? How you doing, man? He's like, where's your Gator? I say, backyard. He goes, okay. And he goes, look in there. And he had a pickup truck. He had three or four gators in his back of his pickup truck and they were hissing. They were pissed. He's like, they're dry. They're tired. They're pissed. I said, you want me to, you want some water? He goes, that'd be great. So I went to my hose. I filled up a bucket of water, big bucket, and he threw it on them and they liked that. And uh, I'm like, look at this guy. And he came down and he told, he brought down a boom box you know, the gator went in the water. He brought down a boom box. I said, what, what's that? He goes, look at the teeth marks in it. I said, what's that? He goes, that's the sign. I'm making sound, sound, uh, sounds of uh, baby alligators. When when alligators during mating season and it's during the heat, when the heat starts like April, April, May, June, which is probably still in it, look out. The mamas are protecting their eggs and the males are looking to hook up and the testosterone is off the charts and you don't want to be messing. See, I know all this because it's on my property. And uh, he put a boom box down and he made these sounds. <laughs> Baby alligators. He goes, they're going to come running. They'll try to bite the speaker. And this big old man, big old boy, 10 foot, he did not come out of the way. He hid. And he goes, that's the first time that's ever happened. He tried, he tried, he tried everything. He put in there, stuff in there. Another time, uh, and, he, and we couldn't we couldn't get him. The, the gator was smart. Next season, gator came back, big gator, big. He suns himself out on the in the yard. I called up the Florida Department. Boom, I'm already on. They got my name. Boom, I'll send him over here. I get another good old boy. He comes here. He's like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? Do you mind me hanging a piece of rancid meat? over your on a stick and a string overneath your uh your stream and i was like yeah but man you're gonna put some meat out there we're gonna have all kinds of animals because i had a nature preserve behind me they're gonna come from all over he goes nah don't worry about it i said okay he hung that thing do you know that thing was there for three four five days it was attracting flies and all kinds of stuff and that big old alligator never was so smart, never came and tried to eat that piece of meat. So anyway, I, I don't need to get into all these details, but I know about alligators, and this guy knows about alligators, and golfers in Florida are not going to retrieve their balls in ponds. So there's so many balls, and this is a big business. This guy is busy all the time. This is his business. And then his father came in. His father was cool. He lives in the same development that I was. It was nice. But they were having their wings. I didn't want to have another beer because, again, I got across the street. I've already had two. I said, guys, I'll see you again. And the guy goes, wait a minute. I recognize your voice, the 42-year-old that gets the golf balls. He's like, what's your first name? I said, Rock. He goes, you Rock Riley? Because I used to be on radio and, and local TV here. And he's like, 
I knew it, man. I knew it. And he goes, let me get a picture. My buddy is a huge fan. He loves the Bucks. Let me get a picture. I said, sure, man. Boom. And I walked out and I was driving out. I go, now that was fun. That was fun. It's just like the other place that I went last week where the two guys on the side were so obnoxious and loud and they chased out a woman. They were bragging and I five and because they were obnoxious uh, when they finally left and another guy came, a little bald guy. He started talking to me. We hit it off. He, he got my number. He has since contacted me. Hey, I'm down here at the bar. You coming? I was like, oh, I already I already drove back from somewhere else. Seeing my friend. I'm home now, man. It, so usually one every time I go into a new place, I there's usually somebody that ends up we like him. He's liking me. Wants my phone number. Wants to get together. It happens every single time. And these guys were kind of cool. But I'm not going to make it a habit of going across. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll get myself a bike. But right now it is so hot. All right. Now here. Now that that's the good times. <sighs> I don't know how many of you, do you work out at a gym? Do you work out on your own? My wife runs. She go. it's almost like walking and she's tiny and she's been doing, that's her thing. She doesn't like going to a gym. Now, if we stay at a fancy hotel and they've got a nice fitness room, a workout room, she'll go on the treadmill. She'll go on the elliptical. She'll go on the stepper. And she'll do that. But she just likes getting out, going far from our house, getting back. Sometimes she takes our dog. Now it's so hot, the dog doesn't even want to go, even in the morning. It's hot as hell down here. And we haven't had our rainy season. It's been a drought. That loser will cool it off a little bit. The little 42-year-old picking up the golf, he's like, we're in a drought, man. It's usually raining by now. I said, I thought so. So... I I tried during COVID. I brought some dumbbells. I went to a picnic area. I tried that. I tried doing push-ups and sit-ups. I can't run. I get bored. My f- ankles and shit all the years of basketball. No. Nah. So I got to go to a gym. And I don't mind. I, I lift weights. It's, and I belong to Anytime Fitness. That's great because you get a swipe, a fob, and I can go to any one. So I can I can break it up. When you keep going to the same thing, the same machines, it gets old. So I'll go, I got two or three spots within 15, 20 minutes that I'll go and break it up. So this community where the guys were obnoxious in the sports bar, there isn't any time fitness. And I've gone in there, even when we lived at the other house because it wasn't that far away, I'd break it up. And there are there's a there's a couple of guys 50 60 40 the w- one guy in particular he's a shorter guy he talks non-stop and it's out loud and these guys are all talking non-stop 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 i don't know about you I do my talking out of the house. I'm out and about. I'm covering the bucks, the rays, the lightning. I'm at sports bars. I'm out and about. When I'm going to the gym, I just want to stay toned, get my work in. It's my outlet. I'm not here to get into heavy discussions. And I've noticed this little bunch. It's not like this any other place that I go. They're always, always... And it's politics. 
and it's heavy. And it's get off my lawn. And I'm about going to take my money. I'll get out of this damn country if it keeps going this way. Goddamn son of a... And F word. Fucking this and fucking that. Fucking. You got to be swearing the whole time. And it's just... Now, they finally did talk a little sports when I went there today. Aaron Rodgers, if he has a bad game, the New York media is going to eat him up. Okay, you're probably right about that. But this one guy in particular... Whenever I would go in, I'm like, oh, I hope this guy's in here. I hope this guy's in here. Here he is. He's got the baseball hat on. He's a shorter guy, and he's nonstop, nonstop. And I'm like, he probably just works for home, and his wife doesn't listen to him. Like, it's got to be one of those things. How can you be talking nonstop at the, at, the, at the gym? Sure enough, I heard him one day. I think He's either an accountant or does some financial planning. He works at home. Okay, so there you go. He doesn't talk to anybody. During the day. Number two, he admitted the one younger guy was said he and his wife were going to go to see a concert of music. And he says, oh, he goes, we don't go anywhere. We never go out. Oh, I figured that. I figured that. And so I went in there today. I said, let me give this place a shot. It's closer to my house. And sure enough, there he was. And sure enough, I mean, he doesn't take a break. He goes on one machine and then he just stands there and he just keeps talking and talking. And the other guys are chiming in and it's F this, F that. Oh, this fucking thing, this and that. And I was sitting there today on one of the machines and I'm like, it's Saturday morning at 930 in the morning. I had a great day with my wife, Emily, yesterday. Our daughter was going to her friend's house for a birthday and a, and a sleepover. Okay. They're all going to freshman year. Uh, it's their summer vacation. Emily and I had a day. She goes, you want to go to Clearwater Beach? Here's the other thing, too. You do you. I've had a lot of people say to me, I can't stand Clearwater Beach. It's so touristy. It's so crowded. I like going down. Okay, that's great. My wife and I, that's how we first had the first date at Frenchie's on a place in Clearwater Beach because it got two of them through him. It worked out great. We walked along the beach. We went to the pier. That's how we started. We've all, we got a spot where we know where we can park. We like the north side. She used to have a little apartment not far from where Hulk Hogan is place. It's our place. It's our place. We know how. Huh? We stopped at the Sand Pearl. She got a champagne. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I had some gift cards because I did a radio show for a guy and I had like a bunch of cards at this other place right on the beach, Palm Pavilion. That's where we had a drink just to make sure this works. It did. Some rain was coming in. Uh, you worried about thunder. We went over. We got wet. We didn't care. We were having a good time. She had a little biting suit. It was great. And then boom, boom. And we went to the car. We brought our other thing. We changed in the bathroom. We walked up and down Mandalay. We went back over. We had a beautiful dinner outside, having fun. Just, we, I called it a, instead of a staycation, a daycation. We met a guy that I used to know, Bill from the Snooney's, uh, the new bar. He's cool as hell. He used to be a Cleveland cop. His friend, they were a part owners. We ran into them on the street. I said, I'm sorry about your dad. He goes, man, I said, today's the day we're going to Clearwater Beach. We're just going to have a daycation. And I said, I got a term, daycation. He goes, that's what we're doing. Great, man. Hugged it out. My, my wife, she met him. Just overall had a great day. 
unusual that you can get that time because Addie was at a good place. We know the parents. They're in the school. So it was a great. She's taken care of. We're cool. We had an outrageous day. Outrageous day and night. I'm not coming in here on a Saturday morning pissed off about the government. Pissed off about this. These son of a bitches over here. Like, oh, do you not have any fun? Do you not have any fun? And then he said this, and I can hear everything because he's talking so loud. He says, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, and in flying, you know, my, we're going to fly in October. We're going to South Carolina. And, 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 and we got a flight, 9.57. I never heard of a flight at 10 o'clock at night that was leaving. You never heard of a flight that leaves at 10 o'clock? I just finished, Emily and I and Addie just did a red eye from L.A. I did a red eye from Phoenix. You never get out. That's why you talk nonstop at the gym. It just, I, I you know, oh my God, man. Anyway. Does that not bother you? Would that not bother you? I guess I got to look at it like, thank God I'm not like that. Thank God I'm not all pissed off about life. And the There used to be, I used to go to my buddies. He had a detached garage. He was the builder in the last, not this last house, a house before. I was a bachelor. I got this little house, but it was new and he built it for me. And he became one of my best friends. Emily was like, oh, she thought that they said something about, no, not really. And I would go down there. It was a detached garage. I can go have my beers and sit outside, big screen TV, music, and walk home. And it was great and all that jazz. But he was borderline retired because he has a lot of investment properties that it's already paid for itself. So he just collects rent. And then some of his friends that were the same age, they weren't working and they would always be like, oh my God, and this and that. And you're watching Fox News all the time, you know, pissed off about this and the government. Oh, oh, you wait, you'll see what's happening. They're going to be guys coming, walking down your street with guns. You're going to see. And I'm like, don't you care about this? I'm like, I was working at Bay News 9 at the time. I go, no, you, you know what I care about? Who I'm going to have on as a guest? Where the party's going to be Friday, Saturday night? Are we going to be able to double date? Am I going here? I'm going there. Oh, I got swag from here. They got me a concert here. Oh, I'm playing in a baseball team here. Like, you know what I mean? I'm having fun in life. And it's just, sometimes you just, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's different, but I, I, I think this is one of my themes. I'm just, It's more... Um, uh, helping me to get it off my chest. It just drives me <laughs> crazy. All right, let me see. Is there anything else? This is a little bit of a shorter one. I got a, a good one coming up next week. Um, oh, no. I, I wrote down a lot. You know, when we get back for training camp, um, I love I loved August. End of July, August, because football season is around the corner. I can't stand the preseason games, but at least that first one, I like when the network does a game, you get the big uh, crews and they make them look pretty real. Preseason football sucks because, you know, the starters only play a little bit if they play and all that jazz, but football season just does it for me. And then I know 
cooler weather is going to be coming later and later in the fall. You know what I'm saying? So I just can't wait. Now, I noticed talking to some of the younger players, like some of them are going to stay here and stay acclimated to the heat and work out at the facility like every day. It used to be that players would take a break, get away, and more and more of these teams are doing it at their own facilities. Number one, it's cheaper. Number two, you got everything in place. But the season is long. I kind of used to like going to the college campus, the old dorm rooms. And it's just like it's different. You know, it's camp, training camp. When you're in your same facility, same locker room, although there's so many different players, same uh, diet, same chefs, same everything's the same. But I get it. The facilities that these uh, teams have now and the staffs that they have, everything is there for you. But I used to, you know, back in the day, I was a national sports reporter for a couple of years. And I, during training camp, I would go. I was living in New Jersey. I would get a car. I get a rental car. And I would go. I went to Pittsburgh, uh, a college, a Catholic college where the Steelers would train. I drove up to Buffalo, outside of Buffalo, where the Buffalo Bills would train. I flew to Mankato, Minnesota, where the Minnesota Vikings trained. Uh, of course, Jersey, uh, Giants, there was Jets. Jets at that time, long time ago, used to be at Hofstra University in Long Island. But I mean, it were, they were always at college campus, like colleges, these little small colleges. And it was kind of neat, you know, but those days are gone and now it's at the facility. And you know what? It'll be football and I just cannot wait. All right, guys, that's about it for today. Uh, I think that's about it. We're getting used to our surroundings more and more. We're, like I say, I had a great day with my wife yesterday. I helped her today put up pictures and, you know, we're settling into the new house. Addie's having a good time. It's summer vacation. So I hope you're having a good time. And if you're on that grind, I hope you can enjoy a little bit of this summer. You know what I mean? It's a good time. So until next week, if you're not already subscribed, hit the subscribe button. It's very easy. That way, every Tuesday morning, it will come to you. Okay? All right? And thank you to my man, Cody Mock. You got a fan here, buddy. Big man. I'm a fan of yours. I hope you make it big time. All right, I'll talk to you next week, guys.